If you're a gym girl who loves lifting weights, listen up, because you might be making at least one of these mistakes right now and not even know it. As a personal trainer, online coach, and someone herself who has been training for like 10 years now, I still have something to learn. But you don't know what you don't know, and especially if you're not getting the results you want right now, listen to this episode with your ego aside and an open mind so you can take your training from okay to great. Let's go. Are you a gym baddie committed to leveling up in all areas through health and fitness? This podcast is for you. Hi, hello. My name is Danika. I'm an online coach, personal trainer, and your host of Fit Chit Chat. I help women just like you stop spinning your wheels with a no BS approach so you can reshape your body, feel your strongest yet, and create confidence that is authentic to you. Together, we'll delve into all the topics that matter, how to maximize your progress in the gym, make nutrition a no-brainer, and streamline the process to make achieving goals simple. You are guaranteed to leave feeling educated, entertained, and empowered to become your baddest damn self. Hi, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit Chit Chat Podcast. Hopefully you listened to that introduction and you got a bit of a feel of what's to come inside of this episode. Like I said in the intro, I'm a personal trainer and online coach. I've been training myself for 10 years. You know, I've competed in two bodybuilding comps. I've lost 30 plus kilos. Like you would potentially look at me some, as someone who is like experienced to the gym, knows what she's talking about, maybe a little bit more educated than, you know, other people because I do have qualifications and I do this for work, etc. But I still will be the first person to put my hand up and be like, In terms of the fitness industry, I'm a baby. I've got lots to learn. I still think that there is so much that I can pick other people's brains in that are further along than me, etc. Like, I am always the first to say, like, teach me something. I want to learn something else. I'm always open to learning. And I think this is what I want you to do inside this episode. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know, okay? So I want you to kind of put your ego aside, be a little bit more open-minded, listen to things I say. Maybe you're going to hear maybe one, two, three, or even all four of the things that we're going to go through, and you're going to be like, shit, that's me. Maybe I do make some of these mistakes. Maybe I do have a little bit more to learn than I realized. Or even you might be like half doing these things, or you might get some ideas about how you can improve your training from things that I'm going to talk about inside of this episode. So let's jump into it. Obviously, you're a gym girlie who loves lifting weights and you're in the gym already training nice and hard, okay? The first thing I want to talk about is your technique when you're in the gym. This comes back to like I just said about like you don't know what you don't know. Maybe you've had a PT in the past and you've done some sort of like hands-on experience. Who's to say that PT was any good? Maybe they taught you really horrible technique. Maybe this is when you were brand new in the gym and you've been in for a few years now and maybe you've just kind of forgotten some of the things that they taught you and maybe your technique's not so great now. Like I said, you don't know what you don't know. You could be in the gym doing something, thinking you're doing it perfectly fine, not knowing that you're making serious mistakes. Not only serious mistakes in your technique, which one is going to stop you from getting the results you want because if you're not doing it correctly, you're not going to be getting the muscle growth, the hypertrophy, the the strength gains, the things that you want, the things that you're working towards won't come if your technique's not there because we're not challenging the muscle correctly. So not only is that going to happen, there is also an increased risk of injury. Niggles for sure, injury also possible. So we don't want that to be happening. 
The other thing I want you to think about here, and this might be a clear indication like, hey, your technique's not great, is if you're really struggling to increase um, the weight on certain exercises, this can be a clear sign that potentially your technique's not correct. Why? Because you're not using the muscle that you're meant to be for that movement. That's why it's harder to increase the weights because we're not actually challenging the correct muscle. Therefore, it's not growing. It's not getting stronger and you aren't able to put the weights up as you would like to. So if you're really stuck on a weight right now and you're like, man, I've been doing this exercise for so long and I'm never seem to go any heavier, this could potentially be why. If your technique isn't correct, you're not challenging the muscle correctly, it's not growing, the adaptations aren't occurring, and you can't increase the weight over time. So the other thing I want to say about this too is like like I mentioned, you might have had a PT in the past who, you know, may or may not have been um, very good at teaching the correct technique. Maybe they didn't even know at that time, right? Sometimes YouTube tutorials aren't great either. Let's think about social media in general, like anybody can put anything up. So take any YouTube tutorials that you see with a grain of salt as well. Even worse is like TikTok videos, all these TikTok influencers and social media, you know, fitness gurus that they think they are, or girls putting stuff up on Instagram reels being like, follow my workouts. It's like, "Mm, are you qualified in anything? Are you just doing this for entertainment purposes? Because if you're trying to teach technique and you have no qualifications or no fucking idea what you're doing, that's like recipe for disaster. And then there's going to be women like you that are listening, that are following these videos going, oh, but that's how that person did it. And I might look at it and go, that's actually really incorrect. So often I see people like sharing or sharing or posting like these trending videos of like, do this exercise. And I look at it and I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. If any of you follow coach Mark Carroll on Instagram, he often like debunks some of these exercises and explains why they're shit or just tells you that like what this person is saying for toning your arms isn't actually going to tone your arms or like how to get a small waist, things like that. He's really great for debunking. So that might be someone that you want to follow. But like I said, there's so much junk on social media because anybody can put things up. So again, if you're following these blindly, this could be, um, detrimental to your technique and your results ultimately. So what can we do? How can we fix this? A real simple way is get help. Get help from someone that is qualified. Get help from someone that has a great reputation. Even if someone can refer you and be like, hey, I've got a really great face-to-face PT that I see. Why don't you come in? Or if you're already at the gym, clearly you're already training in a gym, there's going to be PTs there. Maybe watch them with their clients. Maybe ask the desk who they would recommend for you. Maybe have a chat to some of the trainers that you see in the gym and be like, hey, can I do a few sessions with you just to better my technique for certain exercises? Another clear sign that your technique is shit is if you're getting like a pain where you shouldn't be getting a pain. I think about some of my PT clients where I'm like, cool, like, where are you feeling this? And they give me a look and I'm like, where are you feeling this? And they're just looking at me like, I know it's not the right place. (laughs) It's like, oh no. So then we have to obviously break down what they're doing, correct it and be like this, adjust this, move that, do this a little bit differently. And then yeah, we're all good to go. And the technique is a lot better. So sometimes it's just the cues. And when we talk about cues, it's like somebody might be telling you shoulders down, shoulder blades back in your pocket, or like pull your elbows behind you, or, you know, sweep out towards the wall, or like it might drive your heels into the ground. These things that like help you think about what you need to do for an exercise, these are called cues. And sometimes you just need to hear a different cue in order to correct your technique. 
So going back to what I was saying for the fixes, it's like go to one of the trainers in your gym, hopefully that they're um, a pretty decent trainer and you can get some sessions in and learn, learn from them, ask questions, ask about the exercises you're not sure on, get them to take you through different things so that you can improve your technique. The other option is if there's maybe not any great trainers in the gym that you're currently at, or maybe there's no PTs at all there, send me a message. Honestly, I'm completely open for you to film you doing an exercise, send it to me in my Instagram DMs and be like, hey, heard your podcast episode, want to take you up on the opportunity to get some technique feedback on this. I will absolutely send me three or four if you want to, like I'm totally open to that. As part of my one-to-one online coaching with my guys, obviously online coaching, I'm not there in person with them. So they do exactly this. They film their training, film their lifts, they submit them to me in a check-in once a week. And we actually get to go through and you know, break down what's happening in this, in this movement. I might get them to film another angle or just try something a little bit different. I might be able to pick something out straight away and go do this. You know, even if they're struggling with something in particular where it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm feeling this RDL in my back or I'm doing bent over rows and I'm feeling it in my lower back. Then I'm like, cool, let's fix that. Maybe you're doing hip thrust and you're like, Oh, I can only feel it in my quads or my thighs, not in my, my glutes. What's going wrong. This is exactly something that I do with my clients inside of Operation Ignite. It's part of the coaching service. So if you want a little bit of taste of what that's like and you want some technique feedback, then absolutely film one of your lifts and send it to me. All right. That's the first one is technique. The second one, and you might've heard this a little bit before, but more is not better. And I want to go into this a little bit more and potentially like a certain thing in particular where this shows up. When I say more is not better, I'm talking to the woman who is trying to do a fuck ton of sets inside their training. I literally saw somebody post on Instagram yesterday, her workout that she did that day. And it was like four sets of six or seven exercises. Six fours are 24. So she's doing like 24, 28 sets inside a session. It might blow your mind to know that none of my clients do more than maybe 16 sets in a session. Even my, myself, it's like my training is maybe 12 to 16 sets per session. And I'm doing four sessions a week. I'm doing almost your entire, no, my entire training for a week is like two sessions for you. If that blows your mind, then I'm going to say that maybe you're doing way too much. Now, what's going to be a clear sign of this as well is you're going to opt for lighter weights. You're going to choose lighter weights so that you can do more because you have so many sets written out for yourself that day that you're like, Oh, I need to go a little bit lighter. Otherwise I won't be able to get through this all ding, 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 red flag lights going lights and sirens going off there. If you're like, I need to go lighter so I can get through my whole session, man, if you were training with the correct weights for your capabilities, and if you were training with the right intensity and pushing hard, you would not be getting through 24, 28 sets. Honestly, three, four, maybe five exercises tops would be plenty for you. And you would feel like you've trained hard. You'd be gassed, like mentally and physically, you're like, I'm done. So if you're having to choose lighter weights at this point in time to get through all of the work that you've got planned for yourself inside of that day, that's a real clear indication that you're not training with the correct weights. So you could be lifting heavier, challenging the muscle more appropriately, getting better results in less work, like really three to four days per week, four or five exercises per day, and you're done. You're out of there. Three to four sets per exercise. It doesn't need to be a great deal. Like I said, my clients do that. That's all they do. That's all I do. And that's all you need to do. Coming back to like choosing the lighter weights, 
That's not how your muscle will grow. That's not how increasing strength works. Works. You need to choose a weight that is appropriate for the muscle that you're training, the exercise you're doing, and the rep range that you've got. If you're, say, your rep range is like 10 to 12, really simple example, but the weight you're choosing, you could do like 15 or 20 with, then it's way too light. You're wasting your time. So when we think about hypertrophy, which is muscle growth, and we think about getting stronger, improving over time, we need to be pushing our muscles to that point that it's really challenging, to the point that you could only do a couple more, like really, really taxing work, right? And that's why you're only going to be able to do four or five exercises. That's appropriate training. That's sufficient training. That's where results will happen. If you're sitting here right now and you're doing 24 sets in a session, you're doing so much more than is required. And I'm not surprised that you're having to choose lighter weights and you're probably not seeing the results you want. Okay. There was something else I was just going to say about that. Oh, also the time component. Like who has time to do 24 sets realistically? I love the gym. I'm obviously a trainer, obviously a coach. I spend a lot of time in the gym with my face-to-face clients. I train myself in the gym. I'm in the gym most days for hours because it's my job. I would not want to be doing that for my own training. My sessions take 45 minutes. All of my clients, none of them are in there for more than an hour. So if you're doing 40, 24 sets or whatever it is, you must be in there for like an hour and a half, two hours. I love the gym and I'm still not in there for an hour and a half, two hours every session. I don't know who has that much time. And no wonder it's hard for you to stay consistent when you feel like you have to dedicate two hours to the gym five times a week. That's a lot of training time. What if I told you that you can get better results in shorter time with less work if you train correctly? That sounds like an absolute dream to me, no? So I want you to really think about, is there anything in that that I've just said, whether it's the two-hour sessions, the 24-hour sets, the constantly picking lighter weights because you need extra energy to try and get through all of the work. If, if any of that sounds like you, then this is absolutely a common mistake that I see. And this is something that you are doing right now. Hi, hello. I hope you're loving the episode so far, but I just want to take a quick break to let you know how you can work with me one-to-one. I currently have places available inside the Operation Ignite program. This is my completely personalized programming, nutrition, and education online coaching service that is specifically designed to help alternative gym baddies get strong, reshape their bodies, and feel comfortable in their skin. Operation Ignite is best for women who are already in the gym, love lifting weights, but you don't have your training program or nutrition plan written specifically for you. You're either following a cheap program you bought online or you're writing your own workouts and you're constantly flipping between making up your own macros or meal plan and saying fuck it and eating whatever. Things feel overwhelming as shit. You struggle to make fitness an uncomplicated part of your life and you desperately need the straightforward direction, guidance and accountability. If you're frustrated that everyone else is making progress, but you're seeing very little change for the amount of effort you're putting in, and you can't figure out how to still enjoy carbs in a social life, so you don't have to give it all up to see progress, it's time you ask for help and become a real gym baddie, because Operation Ignite is for you. To score your spot on the team, DM me on Instagram with the word Ignite, or you can fill out the application form linked in the show notes, and we can decide whether it's a good fit for you. Now, back to the episode. Moving on to the third one. Let's look at incorrect shoes. Incorrect shoes when you're training, make a big deal. Make a big fucking impact on your training. 
Look, maybe not so much when we're training upper body, especially if you're like seated in a machine or something, maybe it's not so much of a big deal. But when you are training any lower body movement, any leg movement, we need flat shoes. We need stability. Why? So that you can drive the appropriate force through your feet. We want to be stable and we want to be strong. If we're wearing cushioned runners, sneakers, etc., this is this is creating instability. This is going to make it so much harder for you to move as much weight as possible. It's going to be hard for you to stay stable. And this is where we need to switch out. We're either going to fix this common mistake by switching into flat soled shoes. I'm talking like Converse are great. Vans are great. I'm a big Vans girl. Um, I know there's a few Nikes, like maybe one or two that are like flat soled, I've forgotten because I'm not a Nike person <laughs> what they are. Uh, Metcons maybe I think are like specifically targeted at training. But again, something that has a really flat sole. Are these good for your feet? Probably not. Are they great for training? Yes. You only have to wear them for like the 45 minutes that you're in the gym. So I think that's a sacrifice we could be willing to make for the sake of our gains. What I often see with people in the gym too, like some of my face-to-face guys will be really unstable and wobbly on like their ankles are rolling around while they're trying to do lunges. And I'm like, Hey, are your shoes cushioned? Are they like runners cushioned? Oh no, they're not too bad. It's like, do me a favor. Let's have a bit of a play. Take your shoes off, (laughs) take your shoes off and do these barefoot and see how you go. And it's at that point. They're like, Oh, Oh, I'm so much stronger. Oh, I'm so much stable. Oh, this feels actually easier now because, you know, you're not wobbling all over the place. Oh, maybe I could go heavier. Again, you don't know what you don't know. So maybe if you're thinking your shoes are already flat and you're like, nah, don't need Vans, don't need Connie's, like, I think mine are okay. Take your shoes off and do something. Do a leg press, do a lunge, see how you go. Um, Do squats, do deadlifts, these big movements where you need to like be driving your legs into the ground. Take your shoes off, do them barefoot. See how much better that feels. And if it feels much better, it's time for you to like invest in some flat soled shoes. I know like we want to look cute in the gym. I know we want to be like trendy with our new balance 9060s and all these sorts of things. But girl, your gym fit is not more important than your ability to train hard. Okay. I know you want to look cute, but take your goddamn shoes off. (laughs) Wear them on your upper body days when it doesn't matter so much. Okay. It's really imperative that we have flat soled shoes on our lower body days. And I can't tell you how much this matters. This isn't just something like I want you to consider, oh, maybe like if you think you're heavy enough or if you think that you're a gym baddie, and I'm telling you right now, do it. And again, it's going to fall maybe into this category of you don't know what you don't know. So take your shoes off and try without or go in with flat soled shoes and see the difference for yourself. Okay. Incorrect shoes, big no, no. Like runners are great if you're running. If you need the cushion, because think about running, it's like hard impact on the ground, on your joints, on your knees, on your hips, etc. Absolutely. That's what runners are designed for, running, not strength training. So ditch them, get them out, get some bands, get some connies, do yourself a favor. All right, next one. Last one, number four, we're looking at not fueling your training sessions appropriately. Okay, under fueling your training sessions. This could be at a macro level, you just continuously under eating or yo-yo dieting where you're overeating, under eating, overeating, under eating, okay? Not fueling yourself correctly. Or this could be like immediately pre-training, eating a sufficient amount of carbohydrates before your session so that you have energy to perform and train optimally, okay? Under fueling yourself as a whole is going to impact your energy levels. 
Why does this matter? Because your energy levels are then going to impact your performance in the gym and how hard you can train. Why does that matter? Because that's going to impact your results. So if you're not getting the results at the moment, let's work back. Maybe you're not training hard enough in the gym. Let's work back from that again. Maybe you just don't have the fucking energy to, okay? So we need to be fueling you correctly. From a macro level, again, like I said, your nutrition as a whole, we can consider hydration in this as well. We want to be eating a sufficient amount of calories. You know, maintenance is a great place to start. If you've never eaten at a maintenance amount or even know what maintenance is, what a sufficient amount of calories for your body is, then this is a great place to start. Shoot me a DM and like, I'll, I'll give you some guidance on how to figure that out. Um, this is a great place. This is where we can really start to see what you're capable of. We give you the right amount of food, keep protein high, plenty of carbohydrates in there as well. Good fats are always really important, especially as women. So just getting a sufficient amount of food overall and let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with your energy and your performance and therefore your results once you're starting to feed your body. The funny thing is your body's going to respond so much better when it's fueled appropriately, when it's treated with what it needs, when it's given these extra calories. If you're constantly eating in a deficit or under eating, it's going to be so much harder for all of these things to occur. So when we talk about like immediately pre-training as well, this can be really important. Maybe you are eating enough throughout the day and your total is is great and your hydration's up there. Amazing. Let's talk about like immediately pre-training. I literally had two questions in my question box on Instagram this week being like, what's a good pre-run snack? What's a good pre-workout snack? And it comes down to carbohydrates are used for energy. What we can look at here is like within a 30 to 45 minutes before your workout, let's go with some quick acting carbohydrates. So fruit, dried fruit, even like juice would be okay. Maybe some rice cakes. Um, as we get further away, so maybe you're not going to train, uh, sorry, eat as close to your training. So maybe it's like an hour and a half before your session. Let's look at some more slow release or complex carbohydrates. So things like oats or rice or something like that. Some other great carbohydrates pre-training could be crumpets. It could be muesli bars. It could be uh, bagels, English muffins. <laughs> One of my clients always talks about pasta power because pasta is when she always PBs on her deadlifts. So if you're listening, lol, pasta power is a great one as well. Anything that's a carbohydrate is going to be great for performance, energy, and fuel. Okay. Uh, a serve of protein pre-training as well can be greatly beneficial. One thing we want to avoid if we can pre-training is fats. The only reason I say this is because fats are slower digesting. So the last thing we want when we're trying to train is our body digesting fats. This is going to make you either feel like really sluggish or maybe even a little bit nauseous. So we don't want that. Have fats after training, have fats any other time of the day. It's just like pre-training. Let's get something that's going to digest quick. Give us that really good fuel so that we can have a, a great energy fueled performance in our session. Okay. So The training mistake here is maybe not even necessarily like the training itself, but it's what you're doing before the training or in and around your training that is directly going to impact your training. So it's not necessarily the training itself. It's what is happening around it. But you would be surprised like the difference between maybe how you're feeling now and how you're showing up to the gym. So if you're feeling like every session feels like the hardest thing in the world and you're struggling with energy and maybe that's affecting your motivation to get in because you're just always like, ah, I'm struggling. I have no energy. Then maybe looking at your, your um, nutrition overall or your literal pre-training nutrition is going to be really important for you. So 
the fix here is like what I said, DM me. We can talk about your food a little bit more. Have a go at um, opting in one of those snacks that I mentioned and see the change. Um, even during your session, having some electrolytes can go a long way. So maybe like a Powerade or a Gatorade. If you have the carbs to play with, go full sugar intra-workout. If you're in a deficit or you're trying to like save your carbohydrates for other times in the day, you could have the no sugar Powerades or the zero sugar or whatever they call. Um, but that's another option as well. I also like drinking a Gatorade and a Powerade pre-training because it feels like a treat. It gives me something to look forward to. So like psychologically, I'm like, ah, this is so nice and refreshing. And even though I didn't want to go to the gym, at least I get a tasty drink while I'm here. (laughs) So that could be something else that you could look at doing. But that wraps it up for this episode. So we've looked at four different uh, common training mistakes that you may be making right this very second and some quick fixes on how we can um, improve these situations or completely obliterate and get rid of them so that you can start to take your training from okay to great. Recapping, it's your technique. Remember, send me a video if you want me to have a look at something. More is not better. So really consider getting a training program. I think this is imperative. Get something that's written for you so that you're doing the right amount of work and seeing the results that you want. The third one is incorrect shoes. So let's swap to some Connie's or Vans or something that is not a super cushioned shoe. And the last one is fueling your training, not only your nutrition as a whole, but pre-training as well. So that is it from me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know a woman in your life that's struggling with one of these things, or she maybe she doesn't realize that she's doing it, send it to her, share it on your Instagram story and tag me in it. Or if you have any questions or concerns, always send me a DM on Instagram at underscore coach Danica. Otherwise, that is it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Have an incredible week and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Fit Chit Chat. I have three things for you. One, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single drop. Two, share this episode on your social media and tag me in it. And three, follow me on Instagram and slide into my DMs. Let me know what resonated with you. Details in the show notes. And until next week, Goodbye.